all decision making is value clarification. When you have to make a decision, it forces you to reflect on what do you really care about? And if you have to decide between A and B, then the way you go tells you something about yourself. This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this shorter episode, we bring you our hot takes on topical and central e-commerce subjects, fresh from our expert panel, Chris Green, Jason Miles, Kyle Hamer, and myself, Michael Beasley. Let's jump in. Today's sponsor is Eva, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. Amazon sellers need exact, quick-to-read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal-clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. E-commerce decision-making is one of the most crucial aspects of starting and scaling an e-commerce operation. How do you make decisions wisely and profitably in the e-commerce space? That is the conversation's topic for today. We've got a great panel, Kyle, Chris, and Michael. I hope you're ready to jump into this vital topic. I would categorize this as one of the most important things any of us could ever think about, how to wisely make decisions. So we're going to go around the table here and get people's feedback and perspective. If you're listening to us live in the groups, we'd love your comments as well in the chats, and we'll be happy to integrate those as we go. Who'd like to kick it off today? Shall we hand the baton to one of you to start? Feel free. Chris is ready to rock and roll. Chris, what's your point of view on e-commerce decision-making as a business owner? Well, to me, it's, it's kind of there's two big groups of decisions. And I say this as someone who helps people get started, whether doing you know, arbitrage or wholesale selling, Amazon, eBay, print on demand, whatever it might be. Uh, to me, that's one humongous set of decisions to be like, well, what am I going to pursue? What is going to solve the problems that I'm looking Am I looking for a creative outlet? Am I looking to replace my income full time? Am I looking for a side hustle? Uh, you know, I saw this video. I heard about this. All of these different things. And I've seen this over 20 years of people pursuing things that they're not a good match for because they, they see the money. They're just chasing the money aspect of it. Or they don't realize that they can actually make money doing something that they actually really like and as a creative outlet. And kind of having some you know information around that decision to be like, you know what? I'm going to decide to do this because I want to accomplish this goal and make this much money. And then you have a whole separate set of decision-making. Okay, now that I've chosen that, where do I start? What do I do? How do I scale? How do I build? How do I source? All of these different things. So I really see two two like distinct groups of decisions. And I mean, we could spend time you know, on both of them. You know, for me personally, as someone who helps people kind of get started, uh, I think people should not follow money not chase, oh, I heard there's money in CBD. Great, how's that working out when you don't actually <laughs> care about CBD products and care about the results <laughs> of your customers? Uh, but there, there's money in it, right? It's like, And so many people did that. And then, and I've seen people do that repeatedly, which is to me, the, one, the bad part, right? It's like you're doing the same thing over and over again. You're chasing, it didn't work, it failed, now you're chasing again. It's like, no, no, stop, come back. You know, And, and we talked about mentors you know, on, on a previous show, and I think that's a good Good place to start as well. It's like find someone who's doing what you want to do and go talk to them and see if that's actually what you want to do. We actually see behind the scenes in the day-to-day kind of things instead of like, oh, you're famous on TikTok and you make big money. Like, yeah, there's more to it. 
than, than that. So there's so much that goes into it, but I think people should start with those two basic things, what to do. And then now that you've chosen what to do, how to execute it. Yeah. 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 I love that. All right. Great. Kyle, you want to jump in? Yeah, I think uh, one thing that we can do for good decision making, uh, I read a quote, it was from Jeff Bezos one time, and he was talking about uh, decision making at Amazon, I think, I think it was a shareholder letter. And uh, he talked about sort of type one decisions and type two decisions. And a type one decision, now he categorized it was a decision that was basically a one way door. And they're, they're consequential they're hard to reverse or nearly irreversible. And he's like, with those decisions, you have to be methodical, careful, slow, get good consultation, get good uh, you know, advice from mentors, coaches, uh, thought leaders, you know, people that you trust, and, and really think about it. Um, those are type one. But he's like, most decisions aren't like that. They're changeable, reversible, and they're two-way doors. And uh, if you make sort of the suboptimal type two decision choices, uh, you don't have to live with the consequences for that long. You can actually just switch and pivot and kind of be on your way and learn from the mistake. Um, so I guess my, from a decision-making standpoint, being able to recognize clearly what is a type one and type two decision, what is a one-way door and what's a two-way door, I think that's a pretty critical uh, decision-making skill set for any entrepreneur. I love that. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. Michael, what's your thought? Yeah, love both of the things you said. What you want to do and, you know, what you really want is a critical thing, I think you said, Chris. And uh, the Jeff Bezos quote is great as well. And for me, uh, a thought and a sort of meta thought. So one is uh, clarifying what matters to you is surprisingly hard and I think is an essential component of decisions. Now, if you want to formalize that into more of a business structure, what it comes down to is your business's values. But writing... Uh, a document that's called a, you know, whatever, a missing statement on the one hand, and then hiring a bunch of people who've never seen it or care about it on the other isn't really going to cut it. So what it really matters is is what really matters to you and anyone you work with rather than what you think does. To flip that on its head, I had a really good business coach, Dan Bradbury, who was and is an NLP expert, and he said all decision-making is value clarification. So to put it on its head, when you have to make a decision, it forces you to reflect on what do you really care about. And if you have to decide between A and B, then the way you go tells you something about yourself that's really important. And I think what can happen is it's more of a dance between your values and the decisions rather than just a one-way thing. Clarify values in some kind of away day with your leadership team, and then that's it. It's more like uh, make a decision, realize from that that you really didn't want to you know, get into print on demand because you don't care about T-shirts and that you really want to be, you know, I don't know, making perfect dog food or something because you're obsessed with dogs, and then realize that next time a decision comes around, um, remember how that decision went and uh, what it showed you about your true values and try and follow, you know, what you really care about rather than, as you said, Chris, shiny objects. All decisions are value clarifications. Is that the gist of it? Dude, that is awesome. Jason, you're muted. Yeah. Jason, I think you're muted. Oh, sorry. All decisions are value clarifications. Is that the gist of it? Yeah, exactly. Really powerful idea. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Very good insight, I thought. I'm very, yeah. very true. Yeah. Um, okay, so my, my uh, two cents on this topic, I think, um, as I mentioned in the opening of the show, decision-making is probably the most important thing any of us can ever obsess over and really dwell on and learn about. I, would, I was just thinking this morning before the show started that if you could train someone for six months or a year in just decision-making and then have them start an e-commerce company, how much more wickedly efficient 
and awesome would they be at the execution of it? Uh, you know, the, the, the decision-making skills that go into it, I, I think I was triggered by this whole idea when I heard on the All In podcast guy, I think one of their guests said, you guys are all billionaires because over the years and decades, you've c- repeatedly made correct business decisions and attributing it to their decision-making, not to luck that they were billionaires. Uh, maybe the truth is somewhere in the mid- middle, but um, but they executed effectively. And, um, and I think there's a lot to us to unpack here. I'll just mention one thing that I think is super important. Maybe this is a version of a whole different podcast we can dig into, but I think the money decisions for your business are super central to thinking through how to move, move forward and operate. And I'll just mention like five things. Like you could have five different money goals for your business and they're all completely different so that there's a different set of activities you pursue. The first one, we all know this, but the first one is just pursuing top line revenue. Many, many Amazon sellers are obsessed over top line revenue. They just want the seven figure business. Did it make any money profit wise? No, but it made a million dollars in top line sales. So the obvious second question is, what about the profit-focused business? Cinnamon and I went through this cycle of thinking probably 2011, 2012, where we really said to ourselves, what are we focusing on here? Uh, short answer, it better be profit, not top-line revenue. So, so those two things are obvious, but there are several others that are less obvious that people should think about. You can build an e-commerce business for asset accumulation. Uh, we'll have a six-figure event this year uh, in our business because we bought a property several years ago. Uh, and our business funded the property um, purchase and, and asset accumulation. That's a whole different game, you know. The fourth thing could be you actually could build a business just for the pursuit of it as an asset and go through a seed round, an A round, B round, C round, go through a, a, an IPO. There are many Silicon Valley businesses that go through that pursuit. They don't care about top line revenue or net profit. They care about asset value of the company. And that's what they strive for. That's what Bezos did. Uh, and then the fourth uh, or the fifth thing is, you know, you could build a whole company just to be charitable and to steward resources to make a difference in the world. So those five things just off the top of my mind are like, those are all really important money decisions. Um, and there are a lot of other choices in a business like staffing, organizational structure. You know, do you want to be a laptop lifestyle guy or do you want to have a big company? All of these things weave together to make e-commerce an amazingly difficult game to play. And uh, so, you know, I think it's vital for us to think through some of this. And I would just say a a reflective uh, uh, introspection of your own behavior and and, and attitudes are central to growing and learning and uh, understanding kind of what it is that we're doing. So anyway, those are my my, uh, thoughts on this topic. Um, Does that ricochet action happen for anybody? Comments, response to what I Mm -hmm. said? I've got uh, three quick, hopefully quick ones. First of all, uh, I love your thought of training somebody in a sort of ninja art of decision-making before they run a business. I suppose if I put that together with the all decision-making is value clarification piece, the reality is that we get better at making decisions by having to make them. So I think Mm -hmm. uh, you're not wrong that somebody with incredible decision-making ability will make a much better entrepreneur, but I think you can only really do that by doing it. (laughs) That's my experience. Um, the return on luck concept is, so talking about luck, I do think that you're right that there is quite a degree of luck with the people that make very serious money, particularly as well as, uh, 
correct decision making. And there's a really great concept called the return on luck by Jim Collins, which is from Great by Choice, I think, which is particularly important because it deals with companies that have done very well in very challenging environments, um, which includes e-commerce. And return on luck is an idea that you everyone's going to get some lucky breaks and it's how well do you maximize on those when they happen and you know how good are you at finding them and making the most of them. Um, the other thing that strikes me to your point, and funnily enough, I'd literally just finished writing a blog article that started with the idea that Amazon sellers are obsessed with revenue and that that's fool's gold. Um, but the reason why is because somebody else has told us it's important. And to your point, Chris, not just shiny object syndrome about business models, but we get a kind of shiny object about the goals that we should or shouldn't have. Should I have a big house? Should I have a big business? Should I kind of be being sort of willy waving? I'm trying to find the word, but I couldn't contest with other people in business conferences is that actually going to make you happy well i think in a lot of cases the answer is no to all of them but we get this peer pressure to think we should have top line revenue that's big or build a very serious business or whatever it is so peer pressure and expectations of other people don't just apply to business models i think we can inherit other people's values unexamined sometimes without realizing that they're not for us yeah i love it Okay, um, let's let me ask this question as we wrap up the, the conversation. How do you get better at decision making personally? Like, you know, Kyle, Chris, Michael, how, how would you say you personally gotten better? Uh, Michael just said it's through practice. I said, a re, you know, re, reflecting, uh, you know, on, on your behavior. Um, Kyle, what's your thought on it? I think you get better at decision making by simplifying your decisions. And I think that goes down to setting good guide rails about prioritization. What does matter? Getting clarity on it, because you know there is something. There is something like a decision fatigue that can occur, especially if you're in a very high stress job. And you think of like, um, for example, the president of the United States. I think they asked like Barack Obama one time, like, "Why do you uh, wear the exact same suit every single day?" And see, like, so I don't have to think about it, right? Because I have to make so many decisions throughout the day that what they wear, what they eat for breakfast, it's like, I don't have to make the, I don't have to think about it. I just do it out of, out of habit. So I think how to get better at making decisions is you simplify um, and you clarify what those guide rails are for those decisions. And you try to operate sort of off of a first principles mindset. I love that. Yeah. Chris, any thought on that? How do you personally feel like you get better at decision-making? I think a lot of people have it confused. And I say this as someone who probably was confused on some of the stuff in the past. Um, you know, as we're talking about this, I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes down here. Uh, Kyle, I love what you say about type one and type two decisions. I think, you know, deciding what to do, what business to pursue is more of a type one. And then how to actually execute that is more of these type twos. Like what platform am I going to use to start a podcast? Like, yeah, decide. And you can always go back, Like, but people make, you know, myself included, overthink all these things. So you don't overthink. You need to take action. You need to execute. You need to get momentum. And a big thing that I'm thinking about lately, and, and I I predict this will hit home with a lot of people, especially like you guys here on this call. Uh, I think a lot of people are pursuing or they believe what they're, what's going to help them accomplish their goals is by taking specific actions or taking actions in a certain order. And that's what they're chasing. What do I do next? What should I do? What action do I need to take? Instead of no, what decision do I need to make? And t an action versus a decision or a choice are very different things. Like you said, billionaires made a lot of you know, correct decisions or made a lot of choices that led them to where they are. They didn't take actions. They didn't follow a playbook. They said, look, if you do these 19 actions in a row, you're going to be a billionaire. That doesn't exist. If it existed, everybody would have bought the book and be a billionaire by now. So it's not actions, it's decisions. 
and learn the difference between those. And once you make a decision, then take the actions that go along with those decisions and don't think that the decision is the action. It, it's not. A decision is it's something that a lot of people don't have to take, don't like to take. It's easier for someone else to make the decision, a decision for them. Uh, yep. It's why a lot of people are more comfortable being an employee instead of being a boss. And if you're a, you know, an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, you're the employee and the boss. You have to kind of know the difference. Uh, it's very different. You know, making decisions is harder than people think. It's like, oh, I can make a decision. I can make a choice. It's harder than people think. They think they're making a decision when they're actually just taking an action. And actions aren't going to lead you to where you want to go. Decisions are. Dude, you just took it to a meta level, which is, do you like making decisions? <laughs> if you do, you maybe come a lot of times, be an entrepreneur. And exactly. don't, you're totally right. I don't you're like totally making right. decisions sometimes. <laughs> like, I've been an employee. There are, sure. like, there are days nice. where I wish I could come home <laughs> and not think about things. Yeah. Right. Like it, I don't have to make decisions anymore. Yeah. Someone told me what I needed to do today. When I'm done those things, I can get money and I can go home. That is a very comfortable, easy, sure. there's nothing wrong with it type of type of thing. But if you mm -hmm. want to be an entrepreneur, you have to make decisions yeah. and it's harder. It's a different game. That's right. Know yeah, thyself. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah, know thyself. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it matters. I mean, you it, it, your internal psychology will have a massive you know, it's like the output of your decisions are going to be first formed within the psychology of you as the person. So you have to really understand yourself and where you have weaknesses and strengths in making those decisions and either make those improvements or try to pivot away from the decision making that it's causing you uh, ineffectiveness or you're not really strength. It's not a strength of yours. Yeah, totally love this conversation, you guys. Um, so I'm just going to mention two books that I think are great resources for decision making. And I'd love if there's any other books that you'd recommend for you to mention those as well. Um, you know, it's so funny. The Atomic Habits book has been just like a total dominant bestseller for a couple of years now. And it's so weird because it was such a hot bestseller. I resisted the temptation to even look at it because I don't know why I was rebelling against it or something like that. But then finally, I was like, OK, there's like you know, whatever it is, 4,000 reviews or 40,000 reviews or whatever, I better buy this book and, and uh, did. And I think it's very, very helpful uh, to thinking through uh, habits, but it's really about decision-making. Um, you could look at it in that frame. And so Atomic Habits is the book I'd recommend. The second book I'd recommend is the oldie but goodie I always talk about, which is the goal, the Eliyahu Gold, right? And he asks three questions in that uh, business parable, what to change, what to change to, and how to make the change. And that, again, in my mind, is all about decision-making. And he frames it in the context of the theory of constraints and how to make a business more efficient, but it really comes down to optimal decision-making. So those are my two go-to book recommendations for this conversation. Anybody else have something that they would say was a good resource for decision-making? Uh, I like the principles by Ray Dalio too. I mean, it's not quite in the e-commerce vein, but I think you get a good understanding of how someone who looks at a macro level at mm -hmm. the market and thinking uh, approaches things. So it's, there's value in that. Yeah, sure. Um, I would say oh, any, no, uh, this will be quick, any book, right? Like get on Amazon <laughs> and search for any book. Okay. Read a book. People read no books. <laughs> read a book. So if you're reading some kind of book with good reviews. <laughs> Please just do that. And Jason, yeah, for the record, that, that is a decision. Read a book. Read a book. Make I it, love it. That's a decision. Yeah. Atomic Habits has 94,000 Amazon yeah. reviews. Yeah. It's amazing. And I didn't want to, because of those reviews, I didn't want to listen to the Audible, but then I finally did. And I was like, now I see why people rate this book because uh, it, it does have such a logical framework and it is helpful. 
Michael, any thoughts on books? Uh, yes, two I've listened to recently, and I'm so glad I did. One was recommended by a, an e-commerce operator who was one of those people that, that built a business and sold it for seven figures within three years, a guy called Ben Leonard. So I took his recommendation seriously, and I'm glad I did. So it's a guy called Greg McEwen is the, the author, and his best known and best book, I think, is probably Essentialism, um, mm-hmm. which is, as it sounds, uh, sounds like you've got to cut things to essentials. But then he goes through lots of subtle ways in which you can apply this to life, and, and it really is such a single powerful tool for decision making it's like the hammer of decision making if the basic tool for making a house is hammer and a lot of nails and this this is the hammer it's an amazing book so definitely recommend it love that all right guys as always it's an honor this has been a great conversation i just challenge everybody listening to this to spend time the back half of this year thinking about your decision making getting better and better at the frameworks you use the real deep questions take time to you know, get away and go camping or reflect or something to really spend time figuring out what your optimal decision-making path is uh, to produce the business that you want to get you where you want to be in life and in society. And uh, so gents, as always, thank you so much. Wonderful conversation. If you're listening to this uh, podcast on call-in app, thank you so much. We'd love to have you subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify or the Apple uh, uh, podcast player, We'd love to have your uh, your subscription or your highest and best review, your thumbs up, your five stars, your whatever you can do to support the show. That's the way we know that you're hearing it and you're liking it. So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in with us today. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.